Hello, this is Aninha and you're listening to Conversations about Integrity. This is the 12th episode of this podcast and I'm talking to Daniela Ratzocha, my dear colleague and friend, who was there when this idea for this podcast actually was born and I'm quite excited to interview her today. So enjoy. So welcome to the 12th and final episode of this season. Sounds so professional to say season uh, of conversations about integrity. Um, but I'm, I've been really looking forward to this final like kind of culmination of this season because we kind of started this project together and now we're here and talking after half a year, more or less. Um, so Daniela is my friend and um, co-creator of this project, Living with Integrity, that we um, developed over time, which had different names over time also. But generally we spend many conversations around the subjects of embodiment, working with people, um, personal ethics, integrity in general. And we created this, uh, what we also probably might talk about a bit later, we created Embodied Inquiry, the, the group format, online group format, and that will soon probably also exist in person format um, for people to inquire integrity or dilemmata in general. And Daniela lives in Vienna, I didn't mention that, and she generally focuses on healthy, creative and effective learning and work. And she loves to engage in impactful event design. It's this much as a general background. And besides that, she loves to build, have her own garden, urban garden thing and trade stuff and make stuff and talk to people. And I don't know, I don't think I've had one conversation with you where you didn't tell me about a new project or new idea. <laughs> <laughs> so this, pr this promises to be an interesting conversation again. Anything you would like to add to your introduction before we dive into further conversation? Um, first, I want to say hello to everyone whenever they are listening to this. Um, I'm not sure you noticed, but I'm my computer disconnected, so I missed my introduction. So I don't know all the things you've said, oh. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure you've covered the essentials and we can just get started with the, with the subject matter and dive mm. into the conversation. Good. So let's start. The first question I've been asking people that's been, what does integrity mean for you? Do you have a concept or a idea or a sensation? Like what is this word or this concept for you? Yeah. I think I'd go with the very basic meaning of integrity as being whole. Mm -hmm. And for me, it has a sense of I'm fully myself and I am or act in one piece, meaning my thinking is aligned with how my body feels and how my emotions are guiding me to move in space and with people. Mm -hmm. I think this would be my, my general definition of integrity. Mm -hmm. 
and do you have um do you have a physical sensation that comes for you with the sense of integrity or also the opposite like when did you have a physical experience when you're off or yeah um i think i have many answers to those two questions good <laughs> there's different i think integrity doesn't always feel the same for me it really depends on the context generally i think there's kind of a cozy feeling and softness in my body and my center is more actually in the physical center of the body and i know when i'm not in integrity usually for me it's the upper part of my head gets really hard and tough and this is where all my attention is focused and i'm i'm less aware of my feet or there's lots of lightness in the feet and i like it can really, it feels like the weight in my body is not evenly distributed. This is how I know that I'm not in integrity. Um, and I think in the crucial moment, like when I have, like preparing for this conversation with you, I was thinking what were moments recently or last year that were really important pointers for me of like, when did I maintain my integrity or to go forward with more integrity what should I pay attention to? And this is where I think it always feels different because when it's a moment of I'm standing up in a group of 20 people and I'm leaving the setting, it's not a comfortable feeling. But at the same time, I know I'm in integrity because I listen to what I want. Mm -hmm. So it can be connected to lots of excitement and nervousness and the fear of what will people think of me and at the same time, I still feel I'm doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, the sensations in the body can vary greatly when it comes mm. to integrity. Yeah, this, I think this has come up a couple of times in different conversations now, that there is something about um, taking the consequences or being willing to take the consequences of having an idea or, so, or something that you want um and like i don't know standing up and leaving or saying something or uh, realizing something about yourself and be like ah okay and then this moment of taking the consequences can be uncomfortable but at the same time still create more wholeness or more mm -hmm. depth I think for me, having those moments of integrity, actually, it builds confidence. Mm. I trust my own perception. I act out of taking full responsibility for my decision. Even if I think it might not have been the best decision, it still adds to my confidence because I was like, to the best of my knowledge and all my abilities I had available in the moment, I did the best I could. Mm-hmm. So, like, it doesn't always mean I'm taking the right decision, but, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And are there, are there moments that you find it easier or, I'm always asking these opposite things a bit, but um, easier or more challenging in everyday life? moments that the integrity can be challenged 
and where it's easier for you or yeah more challenging to maintain it or to regain um integrity Like I'm thinking generally of two settings that come to mind. The one is like having my integrity for me, myself, when I'm at home doing something. Like I had a, like two or three days ago, I woke up with lots of nervousness in my body. Mm -hmm. And it can lead that I'm, you know, this kind of nervousness that it's quite energetic in the chest and makes me move that I can have a fully busy morning, but I feel kind of anxious and I don't feel I'm getting important things done. And mm -hmm. so what I, in this case, I'm not sure it was easy, but it was a conscious choice of like, okay, I'm nervous. I'm paying for a moment. I'm paying attention to how it feels. And I was reevaluating my priorities. Like, am I doing the right thing? Is like, is this answering an email or doing the dishes or planning a workshop? Like, what is my priority right now? And I think it was just a moment of being honest to check maybe I haven't set the priority or like just checking in with what creates this nervousness in the body. And then it was gone. Like it didn't, like it was like a slowly subsiding feeling and it like stayed for the morning. But it was just this moment of have I been honest with myself and listening, like putting my attention inside that gave me this sense of integrity or being whole that created, I think, calmness in my head. Mm -hmm. So it was like this nervousness was like, usually I'm like, and then I'm like, oh. I'm like, like all the nervousness moves up in my body and it really gave me like calmness in my head that allowed me to do the things also with more ease that I was doing. Mm -hmm. So, I, I would say this is kind of a difficult thing for me to do because I, I love doing it. Like you said, I always have projects going on. So I need this kind of energy also to get all the projects going. So I'm a bit of a junkie for this sensation as well. Mm -hmm. And then actually taking this moment to pause. So I would say this is a difficult challenge for yeah. me, but it's like two days ago, I managed to do it. It was like mm -hmm. a good moment. And the difficulty is to choose whether like what to focus this energy on or whether to um, allow yourself to be nervous or what is the challenge in it? I'm not sure it's, I would say the word challenge, but the difference it made in my experience, the one thing is I have all this energy mm -hmm. and I have so many things I want to get done. So I'm using it, but it feels like when I don't own it fully, it feels like I'm a victim of this energy. It's mm -hmm. like I'm, it makes me move and I'm just following along, but I haven't really made a conscious choice of how am I investing this energy and is mm -hmm. it productive? Mm -hmm. And then it's the choice of I own it and I can still like, you know, sometimes I make movements with my hands and I do like some embodied practices to find a way of breathing with this energy so I can expand and have more space. And this is a, when the focus comes automatically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like giving this nervousness in the body space so I can expand. And this is where the calmness comes from, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
when you're not pushed from it, but you're in a way integrating it into you as you, you. Yeah. And then did I understand correctly that you said that then the focus is also easy, then it's not so uh, like to know what is the next thing to do is then easy. I think just now thinking of the experience, it's not a focus that comes from my head, but it's something where I feel very centered in all of my body. And then the movements aren't as hectic. I think I lose less energy in doing the things because it's the energy is distributed differently in the body. Mm -hmm. And so the focus is more like a full body. I'm doing this and then it gets like a, it's a fuller body, I think. Sensation. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then the other thing I was thinking about in social contexts, Mm -hmm. where it's easier and where it's harder for me to keep my integrity. And I think usually it's harder in social settings where I don't feel fully in agreement with the culture. Mm -hmm. And when I really like the people or it's a setting or an atmosphere that's warm and welcoming and open, this is where it's much easier for me to speak up or feel I'm not bothering someone if I get up early from a conversation just because I have something else to do in between. Or So it's very much like this social atmosphere of if I feel um, being my unique self is welcome or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting because I also see this in kind of like, you know, the body work, like the area where we work in coaching and body work and facilitation. I think there's always this ideal we all have of, of course, everybody is welcome and any kind of behavior and it's acceptable and we're liberal and we have all those things. But then underneath there's this layer of, of course, everyone should participate in any exercise in the workshop because <laughs> this is how you make the most of it. And then it becomes of this, it's not, uh, I think it's not even the intention of the people sometimes, but it's basically the subtext my, I receive. And this creates kind of a friction in me of like, I understand this is what it's supposed to be. And then I have this sensation, it doesn't feel like this is what I'm getting. And when you're how, a participant in such yeah, a workshop. Mm -hmm. Exactly, so then I was like, hmm, so there's mixed messages I'm receiving. Is it me that's kind of, May having a wrong interpretation of what the message is or like kind of this is where it becomes tricky with integrity is like how do I act within this and like I'm perceiving two different things mm -hmm. the official message or the like the possible intention and then what I really feel in my body mm -hmm. and that's much harder for me to um like very often I don't have an answer of, I don't even feel what should I do in this moment? Mm -hmm. Should I ask a question? Should I ignore it? Should I just take a breath and let it go? Yeah. And you have a kind of tool or trick that you use to, to deal with this in that moment? I think in this case, I'm very much, I don't have a specific tool. Like usually breathing is a good one to just like start 
you know, continue feeling my own body. But when you ask this, what I know is when I go into these kind of settings, the clearer I am at the outset, what I want out of it and why I'm here, the easier it is for me to stay in integrity because I know I want to learn this or I want to have this kind of conversation or I want to learn about this subject. Mm-hmm. And then I can ignore like little things that feel that are in dissonance with me or where I feel there are mixed messages in the room. Mm-hmm. When I'm very sure of what I want out of it, I can say, okay, this is this bothers me and it's a bit strange, but it's not why I'm here. I can just let go of it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's my the intention how I enter a space or a group or an event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you have any tools. Like I'd be happy to learn more because I feel in <laughs> those group settings, I'm quite, I don't have a good word in English for it, but I feel very exposed to the energy in the room. And I don't think I always have a lot of free choice. I feel like more like I'm a channel or I'm like a, very much in the situation, it can get messy. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you have tricks that you use in those kind of settings. Yeah, I'm not sure if I always have, but what does help me is really physically noticing my own body, like to to go and feel my pelvis and where I'm sitting or standing, like focusing on that for a moment. Um, combined for example with breathing but also just to like even to push against the wall with a a body part (laughs) helps me sometimes to um, notice okay this is me (laughs) and then come back to what is it that I perceive in within me and what is kind of floating around in the air and it's also I guess for me different depending on which kind of group this is uh, I'm in, yeah. If it's uh, if I care about the people, or if I care about the subject, like if it's if sometimes I think I also if if the thing is too weird, I can also just choose to disengage and be like, look, this is not what I wanted, and um, I might just leave or say, okay. This is what it turned out and I expected something else and um, so on. But I don't know, I don't, last year I was also, I was in a lecture thing where I got so angry at the um, presenter for I being so unclear. Situation. Yeah, I told you about that. Yes. I don't think I had a very strong uh, sense of integrity, like in knowing what to do or how to, like, I felt a bit caught in, okay, I think it's really annoying the way that he does this. I'm also curious to stay and see how he continues, like how he does this workshop and like to see, okay, people do engage and some people do like it. and. Um, so I don't have a tool or a trick that I always use, but like when I remember, <laughs> when I remember and uh, like this really very physical sensation of who I am often helps me. 
at least to distinguish between, okay, what's going on in the room and what's going on with me and then to see the next step then is to decide, okay, how do I want to engage with what's happening in the room? Um, and then again, there's this, maybe there are different motivations. Yeah, like I, okay, I would like to, I wanted to be in this lecture because the subject that I had read before did interest me as a, in, in itself. I also was curious to watch someone else in a similar field uh, give a lecture to learn more on the maybe professional side or like watching, okay, how does he present what he does? And I was also interested in meeting some of the people that participated. So the, the, the moving around was a little bit between which of these things so and as you a were pissed off because you didn't get what you wanted, like what was promised? Yeah, I was pissed off because I didn't get what I had expected from the, like the description beforehand was really interesting and very, seemed very clear. And I felt what he then presented had nothing to do with it or was very different. Um, yeah. This is something I also know well, like I go to lots of events and sometimes they announce something where it's like, this is something I'm really interested in, I want to learn more about. And then I go there and the subject, instead of saying, this is the big general subject, they focus on this tiny thing and this is not, it doesn't exist in my universe. So I'm really like, this is why I like about event design so much because it's like, what do you promise? What's the intention? How do you engage with people? How do you create a sustainable output out of it? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I also know, like in my, like when you described about, you know, sensing your body in those moments, I think this is also whatever brings me back to it because I know I'm missing the point for myself where I'm really not in integrity when I'm somewhere and it's not as I expected. And then all my head is doing, it's a lot of self-talk, me in judge, judgment mode, criticizing all the things that are working in this event what people should do differently mm -hmm. or like just like i'm making points about something and i'm really not enjoying myself <laughs> um and i think it possibly like the, the only good part in it could be that i'm actually learning of what not to do but i i think i'm i, I lost the sense of integrity because i forgot the reason why i was there and what i wanted to get out of it mm. yeah so I find an interesting challenge or interesting endeavor these like to like to see this like to see okay I came for something else and now what I'm learning more about is what I don't want to do or what I don't want to repeat and then to still allow myself to be frustrated that I didn't get what I want, like to allow this sense of frustration that was there to see how can I have these two, two um, motivations or even more in myself. And not have to either become totally, um, let's say liberal and well, everyone has their way of doing things and everything has a um, 
justification and it's okay that everything's there when I don't feel that way. <laughs> but, uh, but also not go into, ah, they did everything wrong and if they offered something else and that I'd like kind of not go into the drama, but also not go into the disconnected, um, kind of also almost feeling like above these people. Like, yes, they have also, it's also okay that they exist because they, you know. Um, I think this is for me an ex aspect of like, to what extent am I contributing or co-creating the experience? Like even if I'm just a participant in a lecture or a workshop, like I think this is where integrity actually comes in. Like how am I showing up, but also how am I interacting? Like am I withdrawing and just let it happen? And mm -hmm. say like it's supposed to be the job of the people designing the event or hosting it. Mm -hmm. And then say or actually choosing to to say to ask a question that I find relevant in the context. Or so I think I think this is where integrity in a group setting becomes really interesting. Yeah. Because you can shape by asking questions, like you never know what comes out of it, but it might actually trigger new ideas or a dynamic in the group. Yeah. I heard a podcast or a radio show on Sunday uh, where the, the host was interviewing an artist and she mentioned, she said something really interesting. I, I really liked that um, because she was somehow asked about what art is or how art works or in a way the difference between talking about art or describing art and then the experience of the actual piece of art. And she said that she reminds herself when she is in a gallery looking at other people's art and that she doesn't like it, that she might have to come back another day because it could be that she also comes there with a whatever happened during the day that influenced her put her in a certain mood and then of course it influences how she perceives the piece that's in front of her or that she's there to see um and in a way that when you look at what art critics write actually it would be interesting to see what would they write if they went there another time or three times and um so, yeah so that that um, resonated a lot uh, with me and I really appreciated that she was in a way also so honest that she sometimes you know goes in a place and she thinks like okay these people they don't know what they're doing and then maybe also not always or probably not always but realizes this okay what of this is my part and yeah. how would it touch me if I come in a different, from a different uh, perspective? I totally agree. I think this kind of honesty with oneself to say, what's my part in this game or in this experience? And that I recently read a book about embodied communication and I love <laughs> this uh, Maya Stork, like she's great and how she describes that it's, you know, communication is not a, uh, bi-directional it's not just i speak at aninia and there's this message and it's this one correct message that gets across and then if you don't understand me it's you didn't understand me but it's in a way this synchronicity like how do we meet and we all shape the experience and it's kind of a magical thing when actually there is a common sense of understanding 
but it takes away this blaming that we often experience. Um, mm. of, uh, I think this is also why I like the embodied inquiry group so much that we developed that I learned a lot by participating and asking questions to other people that I find relevant and then listening what other people ask. It's like, ah, this is the glasses I'm wearing. Like when I walk into a room, the first thing I notice is always the power games. Like the, this is always on my mind. So I know it's something where I'm probably prone to be very vulnerable to my own glasses because this is what I look out for. Like it's the thing that's always present. But possibly also this is my greatest gift, like because this is the radar I always have on. Like this is where I can actually share with people what I'm good at and 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 show and share my my view of this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and me too. Like this is something that I in a way that surprised me from our own invention. <laughs> that, we, that when we had this and again and again actually in the meetings that we've had that this first of all that it's it's so valuable to restrict yourself to just ask questions and in this way stay with yourself when you are listening to another person and and then to notice okay i always ask this kind of questions or maybe not even notice that but just to see okay this could also be asked about the same thing that i didn't think about i could ask and learning Yeah, like it's like learning to look at a, a thing from so many different directions. Um, by first of all, both trying to look at it from different directions yourself, and then look at, see, hearing what where other people come from. Or yeah. In my mind, I always have this, I have this, for me, everything is about movement, like in the body, your breathing, everything is always in movement. So at some point last year, I had this thought of the movement of thinking or the movement of thoughts. And I, I know like bringing this into the context of integrity, like I know when my attention is always with something else and it can be a problem that I'm trying to figure out how to solve, or if it's something another person, if I invest all my energy and thinking away from myself, this is when I lose my integrity. And I think in the inquiry groups, it's also like, I ask a question and then I take this step back and I see what does this other person want to do with a question? And it tells me a lot about my expectation because very often I ask a question and from what I've heard before, I think how the person should answer it. Mm -hmm. or I expect this is how they will answer. And of course they will not, you know, see it the same way as I do. So it's a huge field of exploration where new things can happen. And I think this is like, for me also this practice of maintaining integrity in a group with people where you discuss problems. It's like, when do I impose my truth on someone else? Like, I think it's really a breach of integrity because I, I'm trying to break into another person's head and like, this is what you should, should think. Or I, I think you should, I know what you should do. Uh, so, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting, no? The, the this line, this fine line between 
being like, this is really true for me. And staying also allowing this to be strong and being like, yes, this is what I feel. And this is how I perceive the situation and how I want to move in it. And at the same time, not doing this on to another person. Like to say, yes, I really think it's true. And you might not. <laughs> um, That's really a hard thing. And it, I think for me, it's like, it's also saying, I have my truth in the moment, but there's no truth with a capital T. Like it doesn't mm -hmm. exist. And then actually having this moment of, I have my, my reality and you have yours. And there's this bit we share and there's this other element where we differ. And I think for me personally, it always comes down to my sense of confidence. Like how much do I trust myself that I can let others be how they are and it's very different from me. Mm. And that's a big, big, big challenge. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 again, like let them be who they are, but still say stop when when there's something that others do or that happens around me where I really think this shouldn't be happening. And like how do I interact there in the kind of conflict or maybe it's not even a conflict or like who do I invite into my life and uh, who do I keep out uh, in or yeah. how close do I allow people to come to so that I can stay in my truth but don't have to take people's shit like and pretend like because it's their truth it's okay I think for me this somehow relates to pain because sometimes it's like there's people I really like, but at some point we're just not into the same thing at the same moment. And there's kind of like, a, we're moving or developing in different ways and then still saying, I still like you, but then my attention or like I do something else. Like there's always moments of pain and that are difficult to take. Mm -hmm. um, and there's something else where you said, and then I, I was like, there's another thought that came to, I think sometime last year, I, there was something where I became a bit kinder to myself and others mm -hmm. in the course of my learning. And I think it had to do with the realization that my truth is changing all the time. Mm -hmm. And that everything is temporary. Mm -hmm. And then there's a few things in life where I think it, life is movement. Like the few things I could say and I can break them down into very practical everyday experiences where I think this for me is the truth and it's been the truth for a good while. Like it's like a solid thing I trust. Mm -hmm. But so many things like I keep learning all the time that something that I'm presenting in a workshop that's the new thing I've discovered and I think it's the best thing at the moment and everyone should hear about this or practice or this kind of breathing that in three months it will be something different mm -hmm. <laughs> and realizing I'm changing all the time and I don't even have a permanent truth for myself this gave me also the a different way of letting other people have a bit more of their truth <laughs> mm -hmm. I think so it, it was like my own the liberty I gave myself is something I, then I can also extend to someone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm.
has um, I mean we've had really a lot of conversations about the subject of ethics integrity like especially in context of work but also in like everyday life and um, I think now it's almost two years soon that we've been April involved two years yeah yeah with this um, with this specific project I mean we We've worked together also before and the subject came up there in a more urgent or acute sense yeah. I guess but um, so for two years almost we've been reflecting a bit more and I was wondering if you if there are specific things that you find you learned or that you that changed for you in this in the course of this time relating to the subjects that you would like to share of integrity yeah i think what's been on my mind for the last three to six months um, is the connection between integrity and integration like mm -hmm. i've said before like when i lose myself it's like my my self-talk takes over or my focus in the body is up here in my thinking and then I lose the body sense and I'm disconnected and then it doesn't work on the outside either. Mm -hmm. And like I, like I enjoy looking at the big picture and where we are moving as humanity as a whole. So it's very, my work is very much about the individual, but then it's also about big systems and change. And I think we're in a time where there are so many challenges and what I've chosen as a focus for myself is how much of a consumer I am in everyday life. And I think this has so much to do with my sense of integrity and agency. Like how free am I to act in life in a way that feels it's in tune with my values. So I think this is like, I'm not, it's changed. I think it's, it's my current focus. It's not all, the entire subject of integrity. But it's something that I see where I think most anything that has to do with the business world or life, it's outside, it's about being a consumer. And it's not just buying food and clothes and electronics. It's like even people who try to change the world and they go to workshops and they learn about creative engagement or social businesses, mostly people who actually take the step of actively going somewhere and they buy a ticket and then most of the time they're just fed information and you go home, you're tired because you've had so many ins and even good things like it's great speakers, it's great people, there's a lot of energy buzz at a conference, there's lots of learning and exchange, but, you, but you're filled with information like everything stays up here, it's like feeding, 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 there's no time for digesting and integrating it and like what do I make of it and what's nourishes me and what do I want to implement in my daily life like this part I think is completely missing um, and this is where I have also my focus of for myself uh, of choosing to like I love reading and actually the stuff that I read about I try to test in life it's like I go out it's like I read this about the things in the feet and how does this feel so I'm I'm experimenting it and making it real but I really chose to read less Mm -hmm. or to watch less stuff online for this year and try to create more output with all the things I've accumulated. So that's 
kind of my current focus in terms of maintaining my integrity also because there's so many things I have to say and then it gets stuck in my drive where I write a text every day but I only publish something once a week mm -hmm. and um, I think last fall I went to um, a writing workshop over the weekend and after that for two months like usually I do some kind of body exercises or breathing or meditation in the morning and after this workshop I really realized how much of an embodied practice writing can be so every morning before consuming anything I chose to get rid of what's still in my head and it might be stupid thoughts it might be creative ideas, but I chose to put down what's in my mind. And it was really nice practice. Like I'm not as consistent with it right now, but I'm very aware of like a give and take with the world or like an input output. Mm -hmm. I don't know how, if you can relate to this. Yeah. Um. I think for me, what changed in the last two years is the amount of output I had. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if, yeah, yeah, I had, because I had a while where I wrote every week uh, and wrote every day and wrote, like made videos and like I was very consistent with that and had a very strong routine with it also and like practice or practice and I wanted that um, and I felt like I in general I think I feel like I became a bit less obsessed about principles mm -hmm. uh, so the principle of writing once a week or, or doing something once a week or doing training every day or all of these things. And I've been um, exploring a bit more, like I have an intention and I want to see where, yeah, to, to, if I follow my intention, but not like out of principle, but because it's still true, because I still feel that this is what I want and what happens. Um, and it, throughout the conversations about integrity, like now also with all these other people, I think the same became true for this subject of integrity. Like, in a way, I believe that this is what we aim for. I think life, in a way, is about having integrity because, like, living is like the process of living is wanting to be whole or wanting to create something new that again is whole or makes the world more whole or something like this there's and it struck me especially in the conversation with Tolly I think who said that in a way you are always in integrity even though when you are even if you are split because there's something that you're afraid to say and then you say something else instead in yourself this is still both there you are both lying or saying something else and you're also doing this and the question is more maybe about how um how aware am i of this mm -hmm. 
and how do I deal with it? Like, do I ignore that I'm doing this or all of this? But it's, I am this person that does maybe two things or three things, or maybe once more things even at the same time. And I'm also this person that cannot do all the things at the same time, for example, but has to take one step after the other or, and then sometimes suddenly things do happen at the same time. Um, so I feel less pressure, I guess, around the subject of integrity for myself, but I, at the same time, I also noticed that I'm just, I'm more attracted to people that are more open about the diversity that is within themselves. Like that don't pretend I'm just this, or I'm just that, or I am always, I don't know, whatever. And that I'm more attracted to these people, or I'm more, yeah, drawn to being with them, spending time with them, or, um, yeah, more, more interested, um, because I'm less interested in uh, peeling, peeling it out if the person doesn't want to. Like, I'm curious to also ask other people questions if they just show one face, but I'm not so interested in knocking down walls and saying like, come on, you have to show that you're a human being that has obviously different sides. I like what you said about this with less pressure and having an intention, because I think it's the, this idea of you have a felt sense of what you want, or you can set an intention and then life happens and you don't impose your ego or your mind doesn't impose how it should look like in real life. Like you, like it becomes more of a dialogue with reality. Like, a, yeah. I like that very much. And, but I still catch myself, like for me, the writing thing, it was like doing this for two months, it was organic. Like it happened because I was like, wow, this is great. So I'll do it. And then at some point it stopped. Like I woke up in the morning. I was like, I don't want to do it today. And then I was like, what am I doing instead? And I catch myself like there's always this dream of this, like this perfect state where you're always in integrity or you're always energized or you're always in a good mood. And it's just not life. I really agree with what Tolly said. That actually I think the integrity happens of just taking the next step. Like every time you get stuck or you feel you haven't been honest with yourself of like being becoming aware and then choosing what to do with it, like keeping it in movement, I'd say is a good, like a good pointer to, to re to, to, I think to, like integrity is something like it's a constant process and you're always trying to get to it. You're moving in and out of it. Yeah, while at the same time being in it, it's like a <laughs> shooting us cat problem. Yeah. Ha, ah, it's funny. <laughs> I like paradoxes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm a bit conscious of time because we've, we've uh, talked a lot. There's always a lot to talk when we talk. So this is a reflection of that as well. Um, so I wanted to ask if you have a 
kind of practice or a kind of tool or resource, anything that comes to mind that you would like to share with the people listening as something that they can experiment with? I think in the same vein of what I've said before with this information overload and getting scattered by being distracted by so many things that are going on, no matter if I create them by projects myself or if life happens by having lots of little lights and stuff that, you know, people that want things from me. I think one way for me to reach this sense of wholeness again, I think I call it collecting myself. It's like taking a moment, breathing, checking in with my body. And sometimes I do it from like when I'm already quite top heavy, it's really like I, I start where I'm heavy and I'm moving down, like a body scan from top down. Sometimes I start with feeling my feet and moving and moving, like bringing my attention from the feet up. And then just becoming aware of how I think and how I feel. And like I do it sometimes, it's just sitting like now. In a way, it's like aligning my thinking, my emotions, my body. And sometimes I actually do it standing in my room and see how do I want to navigate? Like, do I need to make a stretch? Do I want to lie down? Of collecting and aligning myself. I think this would be the practice. Um, Sometimes I do it by writing everything down that's on my mind so my mind can come down. And do you have a specific time that you set uh, for that? Or do you have a recommendation for the, the writing? Very often I do it in the morning, especially when I have those moments when I feel really nervous in the morning. I was like, before I forget anything, I'm writing everything down. So I have this app on my phone where I can cross-reference and I can use it in different ways. But I was like, anything that's on my mind or when I can't go to sleep, I write everything down. Like so morning or evenings would be the writing bits. And this checking in with my body, I, I'd say, is like a constant thing I do throughout the day. It might be on the metro on the way to work. Or it might be after my lunch break. Like, so I think there's no... So it can be like time. a 10 minute or five minute thing of noticing the body. Or even three minutes. Like I'm not particular about length, mm -hmm. but I have, like it's daily practice, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Good. Thank you. Anything that you still have on your heart that you would like to share or add? before we round off i don't have a specific uh, i don't have an image of who will be the listeners to this conversation so i don't have a directed message mm -hmm. um i'd say enjoy and play with it i think there's something playful about integrity it's not a serious thing like it can be really fun to discover that you can trust your perception and start asking questions to other people or like i think you know have fun with it mm -hmm. Uh, yeah if people want to know more about what i do they can check out my website i've had a really fun 30-day program on last two summers ago and it's gonna re-emerge soon in a new way it's called moments of presence if people want to check in with their bodies in different ways 
Yes, and the links so to this will be in a, the description. Of they the, can have a look at it. I think it's quite a fun thing of getting an email every day for 30 days about breathing, your emotions, inspirations, stuff that yes. makes you grounded in yourself. So that's something I can share with whoever is interested yeah. in listening to this. Cool. Thank you for joining for this conversation. This it was all my pleasure. Thing. It was really <laughs> fun, like because we have so many conversations, but they're never recorded publicly. So it was. Um, yeah. It was nice. We had this way too. Yeah. To share. And who knows what else will come up in the next. And we uh, should tell people about our thing. Like we're hosting monthly question sessions to get unstuck. It also has to do with integrity and and solving yes. dilemmas. So if people are curious to try, we're doing it once a month online. Yeah, on the last Monday of the month. Exactly. I will also post the link for that. Good. Yes. Thank you for the reminder. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, now I wish you a lovely day. And thank you for Same listening. to you. And I want to thank you all for listening. Um, all these episodes, how many, however many you listened to. It was a pleasure creating this and now I'm going to take a couple of months break, um, revisit these episodes and think about how and if I want to continue and for now this has been a great pleasure to indulge and dive into the subject of integrity through conversations with people that I value. Um, yeah, thank you for being there and supporting me in different ways and see you sometime somewhere this is Aninia and you are listening to conversations about integrity bye